It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 64. On today's episode, we chat about bears on a runway, flash floods in Africa, and a crazy cancelled flight in Cyprus. Grab your bear spray and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! G'day, Voyagers. G'day. Episode 64. Got a good episode today. Oh, yes. I'm excited for today's episode. Yeah, we've got a quick in the news and a little update, and then we're jumping into a Voyager chat. Woo! We haven't Can't had a Voyager wait. chat in a while. I know. Uh, we really haven't. We haven't had the Voyagers on talking. I know. Well, we've got a few, actually. We've recorded a couple, so we have some coming up. We're just going to intermittently put them in. Yeah, we love interviewing people. It's really fun to have people on and tell their story, how they experienced it. Yeah. And so if you are new to the show, uh, we welcome you to the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. This is the number one podcast of when shit goes wrong on the road. Oh, really? Self-appointed? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. We were the first and we were the number one. That's true. I'm Christine. I'm Jules. And we're welcoming any new audiences that are picking up their, I was going to say headphones, maybe their headphones. Maybe. Picking up their phone. Picking up their phone. listening to us for the first time, welcome. We hope you enjoy these stories. Yes. So we are doing segments, as we said on the podcast a few weeks ago, in case you're just catching up to speed. Sometimes we're going to have Voyager chats when we talk to other people that tell us their crazy stories in person. Sometimes we're going to have Voyager submissions where we reread somebody's story uh, that has submitted it at notsobonvoyage.com slash submit. And sometimes we're going to tell stories that we find online. That's right. Yes. And so today, who are we talking to? Today, we have a Voyager chat with our friends Natasha and Cam, and they are bloggers at The World Pursuit, and they also have a blog called The Banff Blog, and I actually got the pleasure of meeting them, what was it, like two years ago now? Uh, Two, three, yeah, two years, I think. Yeah, Jules wasn't there, but he remembers what year it was. I met them in Sri Lanka when we did a press trip together and got to go cruise around the countryside of Sri Lanka and have some fun together, and they are very cool people, and we were really excited to interview them and they're going to tell us a couple stories about a time they got caught in a flash flood in africa which uh, flash floods are one of my worst fears that's terrifying (laughs) and a crazy missing flight story so cyprus yeah so lots of fun things coming up with this episode but before we jump into the void to chat i do have one in the news story for you are you ready for it christine i'm i was born ready for you were born ready for for it fantastic okay this one is called bear with me captain okay and i literally just found this uh we know travel news is slim but i did find this one just before we jumped on so i'm like i gotta tell this love it this um have you ever had christine let me ask you a question first Hmm. have you ever wondered what happens when a bear takes on an airplane a bear takes on an airplane, like in a, a cage match or something? In a fight. Um, no, I've never wondered that, but well, now I'm wondering. The bear loses, unfortunately. Oh, no. On Saturday. Uh, it's a sad story. Yeah, I guess Aww. so. On Saturday at Yakutak, Yakut, Yakutat. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Airport in Alaska. Alaska Airlines Flight 66 was preparing to land when the captain saw two brown bears crossing the runway. <gasps> Okay. Oh, no. As the plane touched down, the nose narrowly missed the bears, but the captain said he felt an impact on the left side of the plane. Oh, my goodness. And then the pilot said that as he was taxiing the plane back like to the, the spot after landing, he saw a bear laying on the runway. Oh, no. And it was dead. Oh, no. He got hit by a plane? Yes. Oh, my Isn't God. That that's really insane? crazy and sad. Yeah, I know. Was it a small plane? 
No, I don't know. I don't, no, it's like a Boeing like seven something, like mm. like a normal size plane. I think like probably wow. a smaller version because it was only flying between two small Alaskan cities. But mm. it was like a proper Alaska Airlines flight. Oh. Um, and they said that the left engine was damaged and is like underground repairs. No one was injured in the incident. Um, but they just said that like except for the bear, except for the bear. Yeah, no <laughs> human now. was injured. But they said that there's plenty of reports of um, planes hitting birds. Mm, but this is the that first makes time, sense to me. Yeah, but this is the first time that they've ever hit a bear, which like I think ever? is probably the first time a bear's ever been hit by a plane. Yeah, surely. that's crazy. You would think the bears like would know not to cross that area. Yeah, they said that there was it was partially fenced, and I think they have some things in place to try and deter wildlife from crossing the runways because mm-hmm. these are very isolated airports out in the wilderness. But still, the timing for the bear to just be crossing perfectly as a plane lands and then gets hit. Yeah. I mean, I feel terrible for the bear, but isn't that crazy? That is crazy. What are the chances of that happening? I don't know. Very they slim. said they've never heard of it before. Whoa, that's insane. Wow. Yeah. So that's Damn. our in the news. Crazy. Okay. That's a crazy story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that one up. But RIP bear, you're in our thoughts. Thoughts to the bear's family. Yeah, exactly. Or the other bear that was with it. Or baby bear. Oh, baby bear. Yeah. Well, anyway, on that (laughs) very sad note of a bear being hit by an airplane, (laughs) let's transition to something a little bit happier. Uh, Well, no, maybe not happier because the story is about when shit goes wrong on the road. Mm -hmm. But at least they can look back and laugh on the stories now. We're going to jump into our Voyager chat with Natasha and Cameron from the World Pursuit. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. Hey there, Voyagers. We are here with Natasha and Cameron. They're long-term travelers who now base themselves out of the beautiful Canadian Rockies. They write about their travels on their blog, The World Pursuit, and their latest project is the Banff blog, which covers everything you need to know about planning a trip to Banff. Thanks for coming on today, Natasha and Cameron. Let's kick off today's episode with you telling the Voyagers a little bit about yourselves and your travels. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Um, so like Christine said, we are Natasha and Cameron. We are American refugees in Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah, doing it tough over there, aren't you? <laughs> Very tough. Uh, we moved here a few years ago to explore the mountains a lot more, and we really enjoy the winter. <laughs> um, we've traveled to over 85 countries over the course of the last six years and now we we document all our travels on the world pursuit and you're in banff and you must definitely be winter people because we were in banff earlier in the year and it was cold it was so it was cold. very cold we so you must be there for it. a reason are you snowboarders <laughs> skiers yeah we're into snowboarding you've yeah. got to learn to love the cold like if you don't have winter sports here you're going to be miserable because it's like it's six months of solid winter and then even like the shoulder months there of like the other three months out of the year, it's snowing and kind of cold. Summer lasts about two yeah. and a half, three months. Yeah. Um, fall lasts maybe two to three weeks. <laughs> wow. So you really got to enjoy, enjoy the snow. And I've seen it snow here every single month of the year. Really? Wow. Yeah. What? That's so I've wild. In August. Wow. <laughs> when we were in Banff earlier in this year, we, we had a great time. It was beautiful. But we definitely went there thinking that we were going to see those picturesque turquoise blue lakes oh, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And then we didn't realize at all that that must be a very specific time, like just before everything freezes over. The lake was completely frozen and it was just snow on top of it. So it might as well have just been a field. Like yeah, we totally was forgot that was going to happen. We were like, you know, really excited to go to Lake Louise 
days and like get beautiful photos Closed. and it was just white <laughs> everywhere and we we're like oh yeah that makes sense it's winter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to return between june and like mid-september not even like end of june end of june <laughs> to like mid-september and then you'll see the the beautiful blue lakes and they are beautiful but yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay okay yeah moraine we wanted to go to lake moraine that, that was, was closed, closed and yeah. we'll definitely have to go back for sure yeah that was our that was our not so bon voyages all right well, we, know, <laughs> we know you've got some crazy stories to jump in today before we do that we're going to warm up with a couple of our not so fab five questions that we ask all the people that come on our show and we're going to kick it off with the first one which is what is the worst thing that you've ever eaten on your travels uh, so for me, that's Taiwanese hot pot, which is stinky tofu, which is like <laughs> nasty fermented tofu and duck blood. In oh, duck so, blood. Yeah. yeah, like congealed duck blood. I remember ordering it and like you like ladle it into your bowls, right? And it's just like these hunks of congealed duck blood floating. And what's it called? It's hot pot. hot pot. Like that's traditional hot pot is stinky tofu and duck blood. Oh, okay. I feel like it's something you'd order on a menu that you did not think was going to come out like that. Did like, you know it was going to be duck blood? I I don't remember. I don't think we did. Everyone we was hot ordering pot was a it. Thing, and then afterwards, like I looked it up and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh my God, Isn't hot pot just like what, like literally it's a hot pot and you just throw everything in? I thought that's what hot pot was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Too, yeah. There's like an Americanized version <laughs> yeah. for it. And then there's the real deal. That's yeah. the real deal. That's the like, duck blood. That's like speaking to our like our Chinese friends and things, and they're like, oh, American Chinese, like like Western Chinese food is very very different to like traditional. And I think that's probably true for a lot of cuisines. Yeah, they've been kind of Westernized to to help our our. <laughs> pellets <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely we're babies over yeah, here so yeah, yeah. we can't handle yes. the duck blood wow uh, what did it taste like i don't even remember oh irony i remember like you know it tasted like oh. and the, the the fermented tofu it, it wasn't terrible but it was the worst smelling thing i've ever eaten oh. like it was Oh, gross. We ate it, though, because it was kind of expensive. (laughs) That's something we would do for sure. It's like, we paying for this, we have to eat it. Oh, yeah. It's like, if we've gone out for a nice meal, especially like, you know, back in the day when you're budget backpacking and you're like, if I've gone out for a nice meal, I don't care if the food's shit, I'm going to eat it. (laughs) For sure. Wow. Oh, uh, I'm not an adventurous eater, but um, I I ate that. And um, uh, we had a meal in Morocco. Um, that we picked out ourselves. We didn't really know we were picking it out, but we went, we were staying with this Berber family and they took us to a market to pick out our breakfast with that. And um, we soon were picking out a rabbit, a really cute one. And we were, we brought it back to their home. We were staying and they, I don't forget. It was like halal style. Yeah, they, we cut the throat and drained the blood And they skinned it. it right in front of us. And then you, I mean, you want to be respectful, right? Like you kind of have to eat it. That's your lunch. Right. And so it was okay. But then what I didn't, uh, the little girl in the family, she was very, very adorable, but she came up to me and offered me the eyeball. <gasps> oh. She had like a little rabbit head in her hand <laughs> and she comes up and she's just like sucking on the bones of the rabbit head. And just, oh, wow. Yeah. What a like delicacy. A that means you're really welcomed into the family. If you get, if, if you, you get, get the, the eyeball, eyeball. <laughs> the lucky eyeball. That was, that was the <laughs> So yeah. wow, at least they use the whole animal. Yeah, it's pretty it. good. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, what are we doing in the market? Picking out a fl- is this fluffy? Is this An a adorable new- bunny? Yeah, this is breakfast. <laughs> wow, poor little thing. That's hilarious. Okay, so what has been your least favorite country you've been to? Controversial question. Oh, yeah, I know. So we you might get that. some backlash for yeah, your it's great answer. To <laughs> it's Latvia. 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 That was just okay. kind of straight off. Yeah. Ready? You're like, bang, Latvia. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> 
you know, it was one of the first places we traveled to. And it was just, I don't remember anything about it. Like, I remember just being kind of bored. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Terrible to say about a country. It might have been our fault. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah, but... just like we didn't really do anything. Yeah, but like we were on a budget, so that might have been our fault. Out in Riga. Yeah. yeah. I feel like looking back on places that we've gone to, when we, yeah, like budget backpacking for a long term, before, when we were just traveling, before we started like the travel blog and everything like that, there's definitely places that we went to where we just went to them for the sake of it and didn't really do anything, maybe. And maybe that's because we were like so poor back then. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. look back and you're like, yeah, I didn't do anything in that country, but yeah. like, I didn't really experience it. Right. Like, why did we even go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely happened. That happens all the time. Yeah. Well, sorry, Latvians. If you know, we've got a huge Latvian listener base that are going to be so annoyed. They're going to be pissed. They're going to boycott Banff now. They're never going to go. Angry messages, emails, you know, All right. Uh, third one. What is the most overrated landmark or attraction that you've been to? The Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Like you go, you take your photo pretending to hold it up. Like everyone right. does like this stupid, goofy Pisa photos. Yeah. That's the most entertaining part of it. But that's the only thing about that city. Like you get there and it's just, it's the Leaning Tower. You're going to piss off a town. <laughs> oh, they would tell you the You're same. making a lot of enemies. Like, I bet you everyone, everyone goes there going, oh, no, no, but I've got an original idea for how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go there and everybody else is doing the same way. Oh, yeah. that's so dumb. I'm going to lay on my back and hold it with my feet. <laughs> I'm going to push my butt up against it. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Uh, I haven't been to the pizza. Have you I, been there? No, I've never been there, but I could see how it could be like, okay, I got the photo. We're done. Bye. Cool. <laughs> I'm pretty, I think you can like go up the tower, I think. Yeah. Um, but we didn't do that. Really? I thought it was too lean. <laughs> is this stable? Are we kind of nervous? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I went to the Ecuador equator. Yeah, I've been there. It's, yeah. It's not really into the equator, first yeah. of all. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing that I didn't think there was anything there. I'm like, okay, I stood across the yellow line. Yeah. That's another like got the photo. Okay, now I'm done. Yeah. I'm pretty sure also um, geographically it's not the exact point as well. I don't know when it, it shifts. Apparently, so I learned that it shifts with earthquakes and things like that. The actual oh, like over time, and also that statue. There's actually like this tiny hut that's like a hundred yards away, which is like closer to it. I don't know. It's, it's just like that big statue in the line. And you like step on one side, step on the other. You're like, cool. And then there's a bunch of shit that they try and sell you there. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. What is the worst place you've ever slept on your travels? Um, we did sleep on a beach in Mykonos once oh. um, because we didn't want to pay for a hotel room. <laughs> like just on the sand? Yeah, just yeah. like on the sand, we're like, I guess this looks good, and like, just slept there while everyone was partying around. Us. Wow, yeah. with the backpacks, with the yeah, back. Those were our pillows. Nice, nice. That sounds like a horrible night's sleep. Was it? Did you yeah. choose to sleep there? Or did you just pass out there eventually? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we chose. No, we chose because we like couldn't find a place to stay for under. I don't know what our budget was then, like fifty dollars a day. So we're like, well, this beach looks fine. <laughs> It was right in the main part of town too. So like oh, there's wow. like a little beach right in the center of Mykonos and it's like all the bars. So everyone's just walking by Yikes. all night. <laughs> they don't stop there until like 7 a.m., right? Oh my it's God. Just... You were really upset. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, shut up. <laughs> Can everybody be quiet? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> People passed out and having sex on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to get a good night's rest in. Yeah. Oh, this is not this is not the hotel. No. 
<laughs> yeah, sleeping on a beach, I, I think we've talked about this in the past. Like the idea of sleeping on a beach always sounds like very romanticized, like sleep on the sand underneath the stars. And really yeah. it's terrible. Like the it's horrible. You know, it's like you're moving around, you get sand everywhere. Oh, like sand never- in your hair and it takes forever to get oh. out. Like it's, uh, sleeping on the beach is not fun. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, crabs or something are walking yeah. on you. Yeah. Like- <laughs> totally. Yeah, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to save that money yeah. for traveling. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last question uh, I asked both of you, have either of you ever pooped your pants while traveling? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I can't say that, that um, yeah, that I have. Have you? Uh, no. I've had some close I calls. haven't. Yeah. Told some, uh, I don't yeah. know. Just like stomach <laughs> bugs, you know, like on long mm-hmm. buses going through like Central South America with a stomach bug, you know, it's like those sorts of occasions. But yeah, you know. <laughs> but we have had some guests on that have admitted to it and had some wild stories. So yeah. <laughs> it's been or, a fun or question. Or some fun pooping stories. Like uh, <laughs> Mike Cora is like pooping behind some uh, local family's house and like he was just looked up at him and was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> Did he bury it at least? Yeah, I don't know. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now that we've warmed up with our not-so-fab five questions, we will get into your not-so-bon voyages. So it sounds like you have a lot of crazy stories from your travels. Uh, Why don't we start off with the time you got caught in a flash flood in Tanzania? You guys want to start with that one? Yeah, happy to. So the big thing for us, so why we were in Tanzania first is we'd... um, We'd flown to, I guess, South Africa. I don't know how far, about seven months prior. We flew into South Africa and we rented a truck and we we're going to drive around like kind of Southern Africa and just explore a little bit. And as we were driving around in like this little rental truck, like it was this tiny little two wheel drive thing they call like a backy there is a pickup truck. Uh, it just started like not delivering what we needed. So like the roads in Africa are absolutely crap. Mm. And like, you know, they just wash away in certain parts and you're on mud or you're in sand. And like we were in Mozambique and we're driving to like this little beach lodge in this little tiny rental truck and the truck just gets stuck in the sand and I forget we're in the middle of this village so I have to get all the locals, like, I'm, like, waving them. They're, like, all, like, looking at me because, like, I'm in this little two-wheel drive vehicle, like, flooring it. And the sand's just flying. And we're just get and digging like, deeper and deeper. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally, like, going in between the huts. So, like, we're in the middle of this village, essentially. And they're all looking. And here's the two white people just standing there with this, like, rental truck trying to rev it. So I got all them to help us push it out. And then, like, after that, we realized, like, okay, this, this isn't working. But we were enjoying what we were doing at the time. We were enjoying traveling around Africa. That sounds awesome. So after, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Like, it was really, it was beautiful. And it was totally felt like an adventure, right? And as we were driving around, I was like, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. And it's this, like, idea is kind of starting to form in the back of our head that's like, well, we should buy a truck. Like, if we're going to do this, we got to get a, a bigger truck. And, like, rental trucks there that are four by four go for, like, you know, $300 a day at least. And it's like, well, we can't afford that. Like $300 a day over six months really adds up. Definitely. So we decided to buy the truck. So we ended up with this Land Cruiser we found in Cape Town and we bought it there for, I want to say like $4,000. What was that experience like? How how difficult was it to buy a car? It was a, It was an interesting experience. So we went to Cape Town and we based ourselves there for about six weeks with the intention of finding a vehicle. And we kept applying for something they call like a TIN, 
which is like a traffic identification number. And that number corresponds to you so you can register a vehicle. And we kept applying. We were going to their local DMV. I don't, I don't remember what they call their DMV. It's like a registry office or something. And we kept going back and we'd go to like different ones, submitting different applications, hoping someone would accept our application. And eventually it came through and it just got denied. So Because we were on a tourist visa. Yeah, there. Didn't yeah. just put the application in with like some... What is Notes. it, Rand? What do they use in South Africa? <laughs> yeah, Rand. Yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> slip it in and just be like, I think you'll find this application this time is much better. <laughs> oh, damn, we should have done that. I, wish. I must admit we have done that before. We've definitely done a couple of bars before. <laughs> Indonesian airport, yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, sadly that did not work. So after it didn't work out, we started looking for other options and we'd known this couple kind of, we were like, we were friends with them, I guess I should say. So we decided to just ask them to register the vehicle for us. They were, they were locals there. Yeah, yeah they were local guess, South nice. Africans. Yeah. So we registered the vehicle with them and we took off for our trip, driving up through Namibia, Juana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, nice. just kind of like zigzagging all the way across Africa, essentially, which led us up to Tanzania. And that was probably five months after we left Cape Town in this vehicle, this big land cruiser. And we were staying just outside of, what was it? Serengeti. Arusha, yeah. Yeah. So we were in Arusha, Tanzania, getting ready to go into the Serengeti in like, I think two days. Was it two days before we went? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call it three days. Yeah, three days. Sure, that's a very accurate, it's very important. We're we're going to be fact-checking everything, guys. (laughs) If anybody out there knows if it was two or three days, please let us know. (laughs) Anyway, so we've got this this truck and we set up our campsite. We pulled in. They have like a small bar and restaurant. The truck set up with our tent and everything down in this campsite. We're having drinks and burgers and playing darts and stuff. And it starts pouring rain, like just coming down, like torrential downpour, lightning, thunder, that whole thing. And we're like, you know, we're sitting in a bar, so you don't really want to go back out in the rain and run back to the tent. So taking our time, enjoying some drinks, playing darts. You just said that. I know. I like it. You're painting the picture. I'm yeah. like, I can see this. I'm, I'm, I can I'm feel there. it. I'm yeah, I'm rain. throwing darts with you guys. You guys are right there. I can yes. feel it. I think it was two days. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I remember. We were at the bar for two yeah. days. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Lost track of time. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it started getting late and we realized, okay, well, we're going to have to go back to the tent. And as I'm walking out, heading back towards our tent, kind of running towards it, where someone else from the campsite runs up to me. They're like, you got to come here quick, quick, quick. And we run to where the campsite is and the tents laying out in this kind of this field. I just see all this water coming in. And it's like at first, you know, our tent's just floating in this puddle of water. <laughs> well, we had put the broken. tent downhill too. Yeah, oh, we put no. it downhill. <laughs> so the tent's just floating. It's made it really easy for the water. water. <laughs> <laughs> like, Guys, come on. <laughs> we hadn't learned the, the uphill thing. <laughs> a foot deep. And then all of a sudden it just starts rising. And like, I'm looking at it in this moment of disbelief. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And the, the water keeps coming higher and higher. And lightning is going overhead. And it's so hectic and all you can hear is like there's a the campsite had all these maasai like um i don't local like they're in the traditional maasai gear with like literally like spears in their hands and stuff and i just hear them yelling and yelling oh my god and i was like this is crazy right now 
So I run to our car thinking, well, I got to get our stuff out. Cause at this point it seems like the whole place is just going to wash away. Damn. Yeah. You were like, you were like, the car is going to wash away. Our trip is over. <laughs> um, just forget about it. And like, let's go home. Like, he was totally doom and gloom. And like, so I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It was like that moment you look at and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? And you've got like that split second to make your decision. On got all your stuff in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our laptops. Oh my God. Like a ton of cash in there. Cause Driving overland, you know, you can't use a credit card all the time in Africa, so we carry cash everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So we had like a bunch of cash sitting in the vehicle, and I'm just like, I'm gonna get it. So I take my shoes off, I take my shirt off, and I just run. Start swimming, swimming over. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. It was at first. I'm running in, and it was I'd say knee deep as I get to the vehicle, and then I jump in, and it just starts rising so fast. Oh my god! There's lightning going overhead. It's pitch black. And I'm just rustling through the truck, looking for laptops, computer bags, cameras. We have a drone at that point. Yeah, like, a drone. Yeah, God, that's so stressful. And the car is literally, or the truck, it's a really big truck, is rocking. Like I can feel it moving back and forth as the water is kind of pounding the side of it. And I turn around and Natasha's there and I just start throwing stuff to her. <laughs> And the behind her is like one of the Messiah men, and they're yelling at me too, but they're not yelling in English. I don't know. <laughs> just, I'm pretty sure they yelling. were saying like danger, danger. <laughs> yeah, Swahili, yeah, but like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand Swahili, so he's just yelling. <laughs> like telling us to get out. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of stupid, but like we needed our stuff, right? <laughs> but we could have like the the lightning could have hit the water. How how yeah. high did the water get in the end? It got right up to the hood. Wow. So like God. we jumped out and by the time I got out, it was already up to like my stomach pretty much. Damn. Yeah, wow. Which it's a big vehicle. So the vehicle probably comes up to my chest. So we, we got out of the water and then we just stood there. And that's when Natasha broke down. She just started crying because we're watching kind of from uphill. We're watching our car just like rock back and oh forth. Oh my God. In Damn. the water. And it's just, we're like, I'm like, it's going to tip. Uh, it's going to blow over. That's why I was like, it's done. She's like, you're being so doom and gloom. I'm like, we're done. <laughs> so go over the vehicle. You're like, you just throw, throw yourself back into the water. You're like, take me with it. <laughs> well, you were like, even if the vehicle, like, even if the vehicle stays, like it's still ruined pretty yeah. much because the water got into the engine and whatnot. Oh, I thought for sure it was going to go up over the engine block and get into the carburetor. And then like, it's at that point, we're just like, okay, well. Yeah. Damn. I don't understand how, how flash floods work. Like, where does um, it... that one was a dam broke? Oh, yeah. wow. So it was like, wow. as the rain, because it's so dry there, right? The earth is like, it's the Serengeti, it's those classic plains. So when it does rain, it comes out of this big downpour and the earth doesn't soak up the water. Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, it all kind of runs into like the, the dams and they don't have the best dams there. So when they start bringing all the brush into the dam, it like broke the dam. Ah, and then wow. just floods out. Flooded through a whole village. Luckily, we found out later the next day, like no one died or anything, just some goats. But uh, oh. yeah. yeah. Thankfully, the place we were staying was like, a, the, it was a campsite, but they also worked on, like they had their own garage for overland, like Af- African overland vehicles. And so we they could fix our car for us yeah no oh, nice. so after the water receded like it was it was really wild how fast it was like it comes so quick like it comes and like the water's there in like five minutes and suddenly there's this massive flood rolling through and then i'd say like an hour later it was gone wow, wow. yeah 
Yeah, it, 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 it may have even been faster than that. Like the water just comes through and then goes. And everyone just goes back to normal. <laughs> They're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. thankfully, it was like an empty campsite. Like we were some of the only campers there. I can't imagine if there were, yeah, if it was full. Yeah. What was there is it's, there was like four overland trucks that they take backpackers through, like those really big, like Nomad Tanzania, what's, what's it? Nomad Africa, uh, G Adventures. They all have these yeah. big mm-hmm. trucks that carry like, 40 backpackers and they're all just sitting there, but none of the campers were there. They were all in the Serengeti. Oh, wow. So luckily it just hit these buses, but had it been a full campsite, there would have been, you know, 150 oh people God. sitting Damn. in this campsite camping. Wow. Gone through. Do you reckon crazy. there's some guy at the end of where like he knows where the flash flood ends and he's just there scooping up all the stuff. He's like, Oh, new tent. <laughs> fantastic. He's just there with a big net and he's just standing there going, Oh, what's that? Oh, passport. Americans. Fantastic. There we go. Laptop. Yeah, I'll dry that out. Throw it in a bag of rice. <laughs> that could that could. That's a good conspiracy theory. Like yeah. he's up he's he got a friend. He's got a friend who breaks the dam, flushes out all the tourist stuff, and then at the end they just sit in a little catchment and just uh, pick it up. That's a good racket. <laughs> I, think, I think you've got a new business model. I'm just gonna send you the campsite location. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Spot further downstream. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then everyone's in on it. No, you guys should definitely camp here. This is a good spot. <laughs> All right, break it. We so got forty people. <laughs> wow, that is a wild story. Thank goodness you guys are safe. That sounds really scary. Yeah, never been caught in a in a flood before. Me neither. That terrifies me because that, like, you don't. The thing is, you don't expect it, right? It's a flash flood, yeah. and they're extremely dangerous. Like people die from them, so. It's pretty scary. Yeah. 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 It's, it's alarming how fast it was. I think that was the thing that I take away from it at the end was like, it came so quick. Yeah. Like five minutes it was in and then like 20 minutes it was gone. Damn. Wow. But everything, these trees everywhere, mud, silt, it so close to flipping our car. Like it was crazy. Man, that campsite too. Like they were really, really sweet, the owners of it. And um, yeah, that was a lot of, a lot of damage there too. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So I think we have time for another quick story. If we want to uh, talk yeah, about your canceled flights. Oh, I'll be quick about this. So actually, it was right before on. I met you, Christine, like when, in uh, cause we met in Sh- Sri Lanka. Yes. Yes, we did. So <laughs> it was right before that. Um, and we were in Cyprus <laughs> and we flew to Cyprus on a whim because we found a really, really cheap flight there. Um, for like $50. And so we went there just to hang out. We ne- we wanted to catch up on work and we found a good Airbnb that had decent Wi-Fi and everything. Um, and so we were there for about a week just hanging out and our flight out was another cheap flight. And we were flying um, we were flying to Sri Lanka actually oh, before, nice. before that trip. Nice. Cheap we flights were, always yeah. reliable. <laughs> That's what that's what you know. Super reliable. Yeah, yeah. The cheaper it is, the more reliable. I think that's what they say. If you haven't heard of the company, you can bet it's a good oh, yeah, one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And the thing is, we even went so cheap to where we didn't book it as like one segment. We booked two separate flights because they like they weren't code share. So like you book one airline and then you book the other one at your connecting city, which really just. Yeah, kind of ups the stakes. Yeah. They recommend that's yeah, the that's best stressful. way to get your gear. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that it arrives where it's supposed to be. That's the recommended way. That's the route. <laughs> Last time we flew cheap. Um, but our flight out um, was at, I want to say like 1 a.m. or something. So we had to check out of our Airbnb, you know, by checkout time, 12, 11. And um, then we had a whole day to kill doing nothing. 
Like, what do you do when you have all your crap with you? And like, you have a flight. Like, so we just kind of killed the whole day sitting at a cafe, like with our suitcases. And we got to the airport early because we had nothing else to do. And it was dead. So this was in, where were we? Larna. Larnica, 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 Cyprus. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we got to the airport and it was dead. No one was there. And we waited for a few hours because we had some time to kill. And then at about midnight, all the screens just say cancel. Oh, no. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, before that, we were sitting there, like, because, you know, the flight was at 1 a.m. and we're like waiting for the check in desk to open and we're just staring at it and they're not opening. I'm like, it's kind of getting late. Like, are they going to open the check-in desk? Get a check a bag? And like, we got a lounge to go to. Oh, like, yeah. Priority pass. Exactly. Oh, totally. I'm always <laughs> like, get it. me in the lounge. I need my drink and yeah. my snacks. Like, yeah, come my on. Shitty exactly. little sandwich. Yeah. Style. Local. Well, we started knowing something was wrong because I started, like, I saw local news crews and they're like filming, like, the, the logo for the company and like doing like these little pans and shots. Oh, no. like, they're clearly shooting our airline. Like, I wonder what's going on. Yeah. So like eventually, because the, the check-in gate wasn't opening, so I like Google it and it we were flying Cobalt Air, which is like the one of the Cypriot airlines. Mm, very and it's renowned. Like, Cobalt Air. <laughs> yeah. World renowned. Cobalt Air declares bankruptcy. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? And then, um, God, what happened next? Like, Did they have a Michael Scott I moment? Found- Cobalt yeah. Air declares bankruptcy. <laughs> 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 you can't you can't just say it. You can't declare yeah. it. <laughs> I think we did make that joke yeah. a few times. Yeah. You um, gotta, gotta have humor, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they send us like then finally I got an email like your flight is canceled. <sighs> yeah. I'm like, what? And so then I see the news crews and like they're running up to us and I don't have any makeup on. Like I'm ready for bed. Yeah. And <laughs> got your PJs on, and so, got your little sleeping pillow. You're like, oh, I'm about to sleep exactly. in tonight. We had like a, a long haul flight and yeah. like I'm ready for bed. So I run away. Yeah. Well, she like, she's reading the news because it's like literally, I think 1201 or something they announced right at midnight. Like they waited the whole day. It hit midnight. Our flight's at one. They released the news. She's looking it up on her phone, telling me this. Then I look up, and the news crew's coming. Oh my god! She takes off running the other direction, <laughs> and they set the camera up, and then put the microphone right in my face. They're like, so Cobalt Air has just declared bankruptcy. What are you going to do? I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. You just, I just found out. <laughs> like everyone had just found out. I didn't realize that that's how bankrupt airlines work. Like they're kind of just like sorry and like damn that's that and so we had to because we had a connecting flight that we had like that was booked separately so i'm like well shit now we're gonna lose money on that and we're not gonna make this flight and we're not gonna get to sri lanka or whatever and so we we were like scrambling at the airport until 2 a.m just trying to find a place to go sleep for the night and so we booked an overpriced hotel and we stayed up till about 5 a.m trying to book new flights somewhere so before the rest of Cyprus found found out in the morning and like flight prices skyrocketed. Oh, yeah, good point. So we, we thought that that could happen and it did. And mm-hmm. um, so we booked a flight at like 5 a.m. to Jordan. Wow. <laughs> Damn. But, um, Damn. Oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds so stressful. I feel like I've heard of like uh, airlines going bankrupt and it does seem like they don't tell anybody, like even the people who work there, they're just all of a sudden out of business. And they're like, sorry. Well, that was like uh, Thomas <laughs> yeah. Cook. 
yeah, that huge yeah. uh, travel agency that did like flights and tours and they were like one of the biggest travel agencies. And when Corona hit, they went bankrupt and like so many people got screwed over. Like we talked about this earlier in the year, like the amount of people that got stuck, like flights got canceled, hotels, like they did everything. And then suddenly they were just like, Peace. <laughs> yeah, just one day, yeah. like, we're yeah. done. Like, you can't Do you travel. get a refund? No. No, nothing. They're like, bitch, we ain't got money <laughs> for refunds. Anything. We can't even pay our stuff. So, <laughs> the best, yeah, so I don't even think people get paid. Um, Like, people, like, the flight attendants, they pretty much, because flights were still coming in, Um, like, and they just, like, connecting flights were still coming into Cyprus, and these people were going on to other places, and they just dropped them off in Cyprus, and they're like, okay. Yeah. Wow. They didn't even unload like, I don't think they unloaded the bags. I remember just like some airport employee was just coming through and just throwing the bags in the middle of the airport. Well, they're the not getting that... paid anymore. Yeah, yeah they don't they, care. No loyalty there. Like, for sure. What does the pilot do if the pilot's like flying over land and hits 1201 and he gets the announcement? He's like, oh, fuck it, I'll take this plane wherever I want to go then. It's like, guys, quick detour. We're going past Ibiza. <laughs> that would be a strange thing to be uh, like right there, especially like. Yeah, just seeing everybody just check out, like, as soon as it ticks over, it's like, uh, sorry, where's my bag? Or, like, you're on the plane, like, can I get some water? And they're like, no chance. Absolutely no <laughs> I don't chance. Care anymore. None of yeah. it. Yeah, it was complete chaos. Like, we went to the check-in desk. Like, they couldn't tell you anything. They were like, sorry. And, like, people wanted refunds and like they all, well we did get a refund on the flight only because of our credit card because we like booked uh, yeah. it with our credit Smart. card and so we disputed it or whatever mm-hmm. but i mean it still cost us a lot of money with canceled plans a canceled flight new flight plans like last mm-hmm. minute um and the cypriot government like promised to pay people back i'm like uh-huh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> not gonna happen no no it's coming the that check is happened. coming you didn't get it oh man are you serious oh, i swear Sorry. it was coming <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, at least it leaves you with a good travel story. Yeah, and that, that is the main. That's the main thing, you know. As long as that's that's as long as people don't get hurt, uh, you know, these travel stories do you. I mean, you can get a little bit hurt, but as long as you know, it's not real bad. But you can always look back on these travel stories and have a laugh. Hopefully, in the in the time, they're always stressful. Like when you think that your uh, your car, your truck is about to float away <laughs> with <laughs> all you, your valuables, with all your valuables. <laughs> but then you can look back and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> that could have happened. Yeah, that made it adventurous. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know any of that. I'm glad you guys made it to Sri Lanka because then we were able to meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on that really great trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a great trip. I mean, it was really good people. <laughs> we had a lot of fun on that trip. <laughs> That's what I always say. I'm like, at least we had a good group. But like, I did not see that country properly, and now I just need to go back. I know. Yeah. I know. I really want to go back. Definitely. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah. I had another trip. I didn't get to go. Um, I would like to go. Yeah, we need to do it like on our own, like not with yeah. the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing your stories today, guys. Why don't you peep yourself out uh, again? Tell the voyagers where they can find you and any projects that you're working on. Um, yeah, so you can find us. Uh, we are the World Pursuit across the board, and that's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Uh, check them out on TikTok. Check them out. They're killing it on TikTok. We're 30 year olds on TikTok. <laughs> and they're crushing it. Elderly, guys. TikTok elderly. It should be a new app for old TikTokers. <laughs> I know, I know. Something for above like 20. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, and yeah, we just started our new website, the Banff blog during quarantine. So if you ever find yourself in the Canadian Rockies, uh, we can help you out. 
Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We know we'll be back there. Maybe we'll have to time it a little bit better this time. Yeah. Uh, so we're not just blanketed in white snow, but we know we'll definitely be there because it's a beautiful spot. <laughs> so definitely check out that blog if you're heading to Banff. Well, whenever we can. Yeah, we'll go <laughs> you back. At least here. check yes. it out now when <laughs> plan your trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much once again, guys, for coming on, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Alrighty, Voyagers, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. You just listened to Natasha and Cameron from the World Pursuit and the Banff blog. We're going to put all those links to their socials and their website in the show notes so you can do that. You can check out the episode description to see that. And of course, if you want your story told or you want to even come on the podcast because you have a good story, you can always get in contact with us on the socials at Not So Bon Voyage on Instagram and Twitter, and you can hit us up at notsobonvoyage.com on the website. That's right. We love having people on and we love telling people stories as well. So thank you, Natasha and Cam, for coming on and telling your crazy stories. Fantastic, guys. All right, we're going to leave you from here. Remember to stay safe on the road. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Peace. Bye.